Welcome to another episode of the About Mansfield Consumer Advice Series. I'm Steve Casillo. How are you doing with the oppressive, harsh, cruel, brutal, repressive, crushing, tyrannical heat out there? Not only are humans affected by the drought and the 100 degree temperatures here in Texas, but so are your trees. And that's why we brought in our friendly neighborhood arborist, Cameron Scott, to talk about how trees are affected by the drought. Sit back and listen. Here we go. Well, you know, if it's a Thursday morning, it is time for another About Mansfield Consumer Advice Series episode. I'm your host, Steve Casillo. Appreciate you being here today. And uh, chances are pretty good. If you live in Mansfield and if you own your home, I'm, I'm going to say there's a 99.9% chance that you own a tree. And that's why we bring on our friendly neighborhood arborist every week right here for these 10-minute nuggets of information. Cameron Scott from Bartlett Tree Experts. Uh, welcome back to About Mansfield. All right. Glad to be here. Glad to keep having me back. And, and you're always in your car because... You're always out working and 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 checking on people's trees. Where are you today? That's right. Uh, this morning, I am up in uh, North Arlington, uh, north of 30, uh, between 30 and Green Oaks Boulevard. You're right by an elementary school. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I forget which school it was, but <laughs> no matter. Uh, how you, you have an outdoor job. How are you trying to beat the heat? Well, I've got a Nalgene here. I fill it up with ice water every morning when I leave the office. And I uh, sometimes I, uh, I I run out and I'll have to break down and buy a Gatorade from the gas station uh, as I make my way around town. Um, the the guys, the guys on the cruise, uh, the, they're set up with uh, five-gallon buckets of, uh, of ice water. And they also have the, the powdered Gatorade that they can mix in with that kind of thing. But uh, this time of year, I mean... We're, uh, we're we're mandating starting early, and everybody's got to be back on the road back to the office by by two thirty three o'clock. Wow, yeah, because that's the heat of the day. Four o'clock is uh, usually the, yeah. the the peak time. Uh, all right, so the guys are taking care of themselves now. Let's get into trees and how how is the drought affecting trees around around town? So yeah, it's it's we're starting to see some effects of the of the drought. Uh, I think I saw on the news the other day we're on day twenty five of no measurable rainfall in in DFW at I think that's at the airport. Uh, but yeah, um, it's going to hit your uh, your freshly planted trees, your younger trees first because uh, they're still trying to get established and they don't have as a, a deep or robust of a, a root system. So make sure those are, are getting plenty of water, um, not just from your sprinkler. Uh, really, the ideal situation would be a soaker hose running for about uh, four to six hours, uh, uh, about twice a week, uh, just trying to mimic natural rainfall. All right. And is, is there a specific tree that is affected most by drought? Uh, I Oaks are pretty hardy, but maybe this tree is not. I don't know about crepe myrtles. Uh, what's what's the one or, or the group of trees that's most affected by the drought? Sure. So the, the ones I've been seeing um, over the past couple of weeks have been uh, all your maples, uh, Japanese maples, uh, silver maples, red maples, um, and then also your elms like 
uh, mostly cedar elm, starting to uh, uh, get a little crispy uh, at those leaf margins. The one tree that when you mentioned Japanese maples, so the, the the one tree that I see around our neighborhood, uh, the Japanese maples tend to be uh, growing in the shade, and I would assume mm-hmm. that's beneficial. Oh yes, yes, they're they're largely a, a, a shade driven species to begin with, but sometimes you can get away if they're in some partial sun throughout the day, but maybe not this year. Yeah. What can a homeowner do to help uh, to help manage manage their trees during the during the drought? So yeah, uh, in addition to the sprinkler system uh, that you have, you probably have for your lawn. So you got to understand that 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 water percolation going for you know fifteen minutes at a time, it's not really penetrating to the level that's going to reach those tree roots six to eight inches below the surface of the soil. Um, most of that water is getting soaked right up by the grass immediately. Um, and very, very little, if any, is getting down where it needs to go. Uh, like I mentioned before, getting a soaker hose out there uh, four to six hours at a time, barely even have to, you know, have the faucet on. Um, the The goal is that you're not going to have runoff with the soaker hose and that it's going to seep down and, and really saturate that ground where it needs to go. Um, in addition to that, make sure that you don't have bare soil. Um, uh, adding mulch around the base of your tree to really uh, prevent water loss. Uh, through evaporation is key as well. Ah, but but not the not the mulch volcano. No mulch volcanoes, but yeah, definitely a, a layer of about three three to four inches of mulch would be very beneficial. And and let's let's recap that so in case listeners uh, uh, missed that particular episode. <laughs> the the difference between a mulch volcano and say I don't know the mulch bowl. Um, Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The mulch uh, bowl, uh, the idea behind that is we're still, uh, we have mulch here. We're providing organic matter that can uh, start to break down and uh, provide nutrients over a longer period of time. Um, and uh, having a little ridge around uh, the outside ring of the tree uh, will help direct that water uh, to the, the main trunk of the tree. Uh, where you get into a mulch volcano is where you have just mounds of mulch piled up against the trunk to where you're you're actually holding moisture against the trunk of the tree, uh, which can lead to rot issues. All right. So the mulch, uh, uh, you don't want <laughs> you don't want the mulch piled up uh, a quarter of the way up the right. up the and and actually, I think if you were uh, if you had mentioned it's actually good to to show a little bit of the the roots, mm-hmm. uh, yep. the surface roots. Yep, yep. You should be able to see those first roots kind of descending down into the soil. So, is there anything else you want to add before we uh, before we wrap this up in terms of uh, treating your trees for uh, for drought? Sure. Yeah. Um, if you have a, tr- a tree that's, that's starting to to look a little bit crispy on the outer edges of the leaves, uh, you're probably uh, going to be dealing with that kind of stress load on that tree for for years to come. So it's really important to get uh, some borer sprays uh, borer sprays going on it just to protect it from any outside infestations when it's in this weakened state. Um, drought reduces the plant's ability to produce food, restricts the ability to absorb nutrients, and limits growth. It, it's, it's just going to be hard for plants to fully recover for drought, and it's probably going to take several years to do so. If someone wanted to reach out and ask more questions of our uh, friendly neighborhood arborist, uh, Cameron Scott, how can, they, uh, how can they get a hold of you? Sure. You can give my office a call at 817-656-8733 or send me an email at cscott at bartlett.com. It's Cameron Scott. Let's uh, let's do it again next week. 
Sounds good. We appreciate you listening to the About Mansfield Consumer Advice Series. By the way, if you own a business and you are interested in being a part of the Consumer Advice Series, if you have the knowledge to give information in 10-minute increments to the consumers, shoot me an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that is info at aboutmansfield.com. We'll tell you how we can get you all set up. Appreciate it. We do it again next week right here on the podcast.